0: there's always a whole new level of impact available to you. So if you're ready to play a bigger game than ever before, I invite you to join us and become an Impact Multiplier CEO. Getting the information you need to understand your stakeholders can be difficult. They are often busy or unavailable, might be in the different organizations sometimes, or they might be very high up um either within your own organization or or a partner or customer uh, so that you might not have very much direct contact with them if any Um, and so if you've got somebody or perhaps it's a manager asking for something they might not always want to be questioned about the data about the detail they want you to come to them uh, and work it out for yourself so how do you get the information you need without being kicked out of the office, right? Being, without being kicked out of your boss's office, your, your boardroom, uh, your customer, uh, you know, or your investor's office. And that's really what we want to get into today in uh, season five, episode five of the Impact Multiplier CEO podcast. As usual in this season, which is titled From Ideas to Impact, I'm with Davina Stanley, who is a communications um, master, or mistress, I'm not sure what you say. Um, oh, not a mistress. Guru. <laughs> you can be a communications mistress, dab. that sounds funny. Um, <laughs> and uh, you're from Cavity First, and uh, as well as being a mistress of communication, you're just a generally all um amazing you communicator. You're digging that
1: hole, aren't you? You're I'm going to go for that. One. I'm going to go for that.
0: Own it, I'm,
1: own I'm building it. Building
0: I'm building your new brand for you. Um,
1: I so hope not. <laughs>
0: There you go. This is going to be one uh, of those you're going dear. to have to sweep under the carpet. No, this is great. So, yeah. So um, obviously, that this is your your expertise, right? In in helping people prepare powerful communications, and yes. um and data is a really you know key part of that, right? Because uh, it's all very well going in uh, to make it uh, to deliver a message, but if people are going to be asking for the detail, pushing back, wanting to know that you've done your homework, having the data is important. So. Uh, you know, how, do you go, how do you do that, right? How do you, yes. how do you make sure that you have um, enough data to support what might be a, a very strong and important recommendation that you're making?
1: Mm-hmm. So I think there, there are a couple of sides to that, Richard, and part of that is having enough data to support the recommendation, absolutely. But even before that, it's knowing what data to get to support that recommendation, which then mm-hmm. requires us to peel the layer on the onion a little bit further and say, well, Why are we communicating in the first place? why do we actually need this? And I think particularly for fairly formal communication, which can be ad hoc. So it's not a routine paper. It's not an update. It's not something that's part of the ordinary rhythm of an organisation. But let's just say the chairman of the board wants a paper on a topic because, you know, maybe they want a paper on Bitcoin or something. And so that request goes and cascades itself down the organisation. And, you know, a few layers down, somebody gets this note landing on their desk to say in two weeks' time, we need a paper on Bitcoin and so that person looks at that and says well okay we're a bank maybe maybe that's the organization Mm -hmm. we're working within why do we need a paper on bitcoin and so the choices they've got are just to dump everything they know about bitcoin on the paper Mm -hmm. or to work out why they really need to write this paper on bitcoin and they're not somebody who has regular conversations with the chairman so how do they go about sorting that out and um i've seen this challenge play out a number of times with clients and so i um actually spoke at length with a colleague of mine um clement armstrong is his name and we had a great conversation so i'm going to steal some of his ideas and share them all with you how's that so i'm definitely need to um tribute clem with these 3t's that he's come up with so before so, we,
0: before, before we get into those mm, let me let me just ping back on that because uh mm. I had a conversation with somebody very similar. He said he's he's about two levels um, away from the the chief executive, roughly. And so often things come down, the chief executive has requests. It goes down via his boss to him. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. he says the issue is that at that point, it's already become a game of Chinese whispers. It's already become a a guessing game. What does he actually want? And yet this is running a huge you know, oil and gas company, right? And Mm -hmm. you can't just go and, you know, you can't just send him an email in the culture of this company and he's not going to, you know, he's got other things going on. And so Mm -hmm. suddenly he says, it really is this kind of almost this mind reading or guessing game of like, what the hell am I I wanted? And so the number of times he's gone in and oh, boom, this was not actually the question that what I was told is not actually the real question here
1: that's it that's it and you can tell you know when you wasted. look at the communication oh so much time wasted and you know days can be wasted in trying to work this stuff out as to why do we need to write this paper and what part of bitcoin do we need to talk about or and whatever it's a fire drill often it's
0: like it needs to uh, be done next week you know and everyone drops everything yes, they do it and then it's the yes. wrong deliverable See, i call it
1: time. the send and scramble you know, the yeah. mission comes sent down from high on, you know, up on high in the organization, and then everyone scrambles at the last minute to deliver yeah. this thing, and then it's it's useless. Yeah. So I guess the thing is, what do we do about that? You know, yeah. how do we avoid that scramble? And, so give, me the te-
0: um, give me the three T's. Three T's. I tees, heard there are three T's. Like there are three T's,
1: yes, exactly. So telepathy, triangulation, and timing. So they're the three things that I think we really need to focus on. So Excellent. telepathy firstly. Well, know,
0: I, I, I love telepathy i mean in fact it's something i'm working on my wife you know has told me i oh, need to read her mind a lot more often so um
1: good luck with that
0: yeah <laughs> tell me yeah, about telepathy good luck with that. How, how do i yeah how do i um how do i become a master of telepathy i'm interested i
1: think first i think look my number one tip with this and i'm just going to give you one right um is ask dumb questions Ask the most obvious questions. And look, another one of my colleagues, I I think is the best person that I've come across at this. And she, she has this terrible feeling of being inadequate too often and she asks these questions and apologizes for them and I think no 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 give me more so you know when we were writing our book the so what strategy uh, we gave our team drafts and said you know we'd love you know I'd love to know what you think and and she said that's great you know I'm really I'd love to read it and give you your feedback that'd be terrific but actually shouldn't you get real people to read it not just people like us who know the stuff and it's like oh there's a thought what a really excellent idea you know such a simple and obvious thing which you know is quite disarming actually Mm -hmm. very very useful and um you know she as she would say sort of say look look step away from the vehicle and just go, go and have a proper look and, you know, think about yeah. who you really should ask about this. And I think, you know, those sorts of really simple first principle basic questions are the right thing to ask. Um, but, you know, the challenge is to actually find who to ask them, which is perhaps where triangulation comes in, because with our Bitcoin example, how do you get to the chairman of the board? Hmm. You know, you can go to the company secretary, perhaps they might have some insight. They're often a really great Hmm. source of information and they, they deal with the chair. So they're often quite close. You know, sometimes you wouldn't get to the CEO either because they're too far removed from you. Hmm. So so what do you do? Well, get to the most senior person you can and ask three types of questions, backwards questions, forwards questions and sideways questions so backwards questions you know what what triggered the need for this communication why did it come about why is it needed who maybe who's made similar presentations in the past on this kind of topic what have they done and and really get a sense of what's happened in the past and you know either in relation to this communication or analogous Mm -hmm. communications i think there are two avenues to go through there and like i say if, if it's a board thing then mm. i think the company secretary is is a great source but also if it's a steering committee paper then there's often someone who coordinates the steering committee so you can nice. get to somebody who has visibility over those sorts of meetings and, and you, someone you can get access to yeah so i think that's that's something to do um forwards questions ask ask the stakeholder that person or as close as you can get to the actual requester um well, if this were to happen, or, or how do you imagine this playing out in the future? Mm. So the Bitcoin example, well, how could Bitcoin be helping us in three years' time? Can you just play forward and imagine what mm. this is going to look like for our organisation? Is it going to be a big part of our portfolio? Is it a tool that we're going to use? How is that going to play out? And see if you can get them to play that through. Mm. Um in an extreme case, I think at Amazon, for example, they ask people to write press releases when they've got an idea that needs to go up, you know, what's the future going to look like? That's sort of a more structured and formal way of doing that. But then um, sideways questions. And this is, you know, the sorts of questions you can ask to get information without being a bit of a pest, I suppose, which is the fear, isn't it? Hmm. That you ask too many questions, you you become a nuisance and then you get kicked out of the boss's office, as I said, So that's about, you know, asking, you know, is someone else presenting at this forum that is on a different topic, but I could perhaps just go and sit in and spectate perhaps and listen, just so you can understand the forum and the audience Mm. and so on better. And I think that's, that's a useful thing to do that um, it's not terribly, it doesn't create a great impost on other people, Mm. assuming there's not a great deal of confidentiality and you can't get in the room for that sort of reason. So yeah, it's,
0: seeing yeah, it. yeah it's interesting i mean the, the the backwards the forwards and the sideways i mean it reminds me of yeah, a framework i often use for all sorts of things is just past present and future because um you know it's like you know what 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 triggered this you know what are we trying to achieve and like what's going on in the moment and i suppose the sideways questions it's a bit about that right it's like making sure you understand you know what what's happening what's going to be happening in the moment when i'm actually delivering this presentation yes
1: yes you know do I need to give an executive do I need to uh, relay my presentation again or do I just give a quick highlight and then Mm. have a discussion and what do discussions look like what does the audience sort of ask how do those things play out it's Mm. it's those sorts of things sometimes that I think can be helpful Mm. in just sparking off the sort of content you need aside of you know the way you prepare and Mm. the way you deliver as well um but look in terms of timing should we jump to that third the third thing yeah and I think you know being really conscious of timing is is really key um because you know the more senior you go the more busy people are but actually sometimes that's not so true it's more that you just don't get much time with them everyone's pretty busy these days I think but
0: um yeah so it's just interesting that what you Timing sparked in my mind, uh, you know, it's actually, you know, one of the issues when you're when you to very senior people is that they almost create a structure which optimizes their time, right? Because it's, it's very rare and, you know, there's this pyramid and hierarchy or whatever mm. often. And, and therefore, um, it just seems too difficult to, to help optimize everybody else's time. Right. And therefore, mm-hmm. um, and therefore in a sense, they've kind of made, almost made a trade-off, which is that, you know, we're just going to say basically what we want and we hope it's going to happen. It, it can backfire because then they end up with presentations, which aren't delivering on what they need actually. Right. It feels quick at the time yes. because it's like, we're just going to tell them this thing and we'll get on with other stuff and they can figure Correct. it out. Correct. Um, but one thing I, I say, and I, I know you, it's a bit different from what you want to get to, but I suppose mm-hmm. it's an important point, I think, which is this question of, um, even just as you prepare for these meetings, I think the deeper game is, you know, are you are you committed to delivering the best outcome for the business? Or are you just focused on like your own reputation and self-preservation and not screwing up? So, mm, mm, because mm, if you're mm. in the latter, then actually you won't really ask the hard questions. You won't try to get the data. You won't do this work. Uh, and you'll, you'll Sorry, kind of try oh. to, You'll try to do what you think is the easiest and, and the least. The minimum annoying.
1: necessary. Mm, yeah, the least mm. annoying
0: for other people and, and so forth. Mm, but actually mm. if you're kind of committed to like, okay, it's actually really important that the bank understands about Bitcoin because it's generally important. And therefore the way mm. I can be of biggest service right now is to absolutely make my point and get it across. Then the way that you show up, the way that you interact, you know, you suddenly you're doing it you're on a mission. Mm. And Absolutely. And um, mm, mm, mm. You know, and so I know it's a bit out of subject compared with the data gathering, but I've just seen it time and time again. It's like when you're presenting to people who are more senior or they have more power or they're, you know, or they're external and they might be a peer, but they're in a, like a key customer, mm, it's mm, like... Mm. The, the 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 temptation is to is to fall back on kind of defensiveness like let me avoid making a mess of myself and making a mess of it whereas actually it's like serve the other serve the people you're presenting to
1: yes and, yes
0: and push past those mental barriers that get in the way yes
1: and I think that to your point though people can be quite intimidated by the idea of actually going to get the information that mm. they need to tell the right story and they get caught in a bit of a trap actually in that sort of mid-level in the organization where they follow the template and they fill in the template and just spray information out there rather than being really focused. And I think in, in, all of our conversations on this topic from ideas to impact we've been talking about focusing our thinking around a single idea and having Mm. a small number of supports which at a superficial level is is almost a platitude because I think a lot of people say that but having a structure and really focusing very tightly around the synthesis and the relationships between those ideas and really being committed to those ideas I think is is the key thing so Mm. but um, I think you were also talking there about showing up. And I think yeah, we have and, to show up to those meetings to get the information we need and prepare for those so we don't waste those mid-level to senior people's time. Yeah, and, it, you know...
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, so tell me about the timing element, right? Mm, so obviously, because mm. that, that is, you say, is it part of when you're showing up, right? Mm, um, mm. How... Um, um, yeah, so how do you... Yeah, how do you deal um, with yeah, that? How, yeah, when do you do these tasks, right? How, mm. how
1: do you... Well, well, I think firstly, you read them carefully to judge how engaged they are in the moment with you and try and, you know, not overstay your welcome. So if you can see, even if you need more information and they're sw- they're switching off because maybe they've had a tough day or they're just, it's the end of the day or something like that. And you can see that they're just distracted and, and so on. Then I think you just cut and run. You don't um, overburden them unless you can, unless you really, really have to, you find another way to solve it. I find
0: asking permission and, and also giving options yes. is a good way. So asking permission yes. is like, would you have five minutes? I have, you know, have two questions to ask about this. That makes it go, yes. okay, it's only five minutes and it's only two questions. It's not 20 yes. questions. Um, but
1: be disciplined and stick to that.
0: Exactly. And then the other one yeah. is, I have two questions. Are you, do, Would you have, you know, three minutes now to answer those or... Would it be better to do it next week? So you yes. you, you give people an easy out rather than nice. actually. Frankly, they're distracted, and the, but they'll say yes yeah. just because it, they know it needs to happen. At least yes. you give them an option.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a great thing to do because you're giving them permission and in giving them permission, you're actually probably going to get what you want more easily too. No, I think that's that's a great thought. And I think though in, in getting this sort of information, sometimes it can be quite sensitive. So be very aware of your context as well. And that's part of reading the body language because perhaps there are some people behind you that you can't see in the open plan office that shouldn't be hearing the conversation. So be very careful where you ask some of these questions because the topic could be sensitive and just be mindful yeah. of your physical situation. Um, you know, Pick a time of day. Try not to grab them as you see them walking out the door unless you intend to, sit, to stand in the lift with them to get the information you need, which is a strategy, by the way. You know, that's fine. But if mm-hmm. they look like they're racing out the door, unless you're racing with them, leave it till later. And um, then perhaps the, the cheeky one that I've found to be really effective is a a little bit counterintuitive and that's to ask what I call a Camelot question. So that's at the very end of, you know, at the end, you're just sort of wrapping up and and it's clear that you're wrapping up, but then you ask a question and often it's this sort of question that has occurred to you toward the end of the conversation. And it is often the killer question actually. And um, for some reason that seems to really work. And um, I'm not sure whether that's just, Uh, circumstance that the conversations have evolved to that point so the synapses in the brain sort of click together for both you and the person you're getting the information from but it seems to work quite well do you mind if i just ask one more question before we wrap i know i only said two questions but something else has just occurred to me could i ask Mm. la, you know and that seems to be you know quite quite effective so long as they're not racing out the door to grab children from school or something like that you know be careful but it can be a useful a Mm. useful strategy as well so three things telepathy triangulation and timing i think being mindful of those strategies and also those limitations, you know, timing being a bit of a limitation. I Mm. think um, if you've got those in mind, it'll help you get what you need so you can have that focused conversation and then deliver really Mm. focused communication as well.
0: Yeah, I I think I love those those points. I mean, telepathy, you know, just the the point that it doesn't exist and and actually we're going to have to be comfortable with some ambiguity in in, in this, Um, but we can do our homework. You know, the triangulation is that, I think that, the backwards, forward, sideways, or past, present, mm-hmm. future—you know—is a way of mm-hmm. of kind of really uh, trying to get as many data points as we can about the context. Um, yeah, and then as well, uh, you know, the, the timing is is making sure that as you gather the data, opportunity gather the data, you are thinking about the moment in which you're asking the data, right? And, yes and yes. kind of really tuning into the other person and what they're what, what they actually need in the moment as well and what they what's on their mind and then mm, fact, mm. that, that final point you know I think we, we just added it in around around that sense of um the commitment that you decide to make to this piece of communication as a yes. way to perhaps get yourself out of some of the the fears that can actually hold you back about mm, getting information mm. I think, which mm, is important mm. because Just again, front-footing it. Mm. yeah, you can play it safe and you can like, or you can be timid and, but you'll probably end up in a moderate piece of communication, or you can say, what do I really need to serve these people? And then that yeah. gets you over the hill. So
1: yeah, blast through being bland, avoid being bland.
0: There we go. Blast through being bland. Mm. Yeah, perfectly. So um, <laughs> there you go. It's been a fun conversation. Next time. Um, uh, I, I love your title for this. It's how to collaborate on a piece of communication without playing a red pen ping pong is yes. tantric, uh,
1: it is but i hope by the sound of that you you know what i mean and it's it's a terrible game and I, I wish I could show this slide to you, but it's it's one that I was looking at, uh, that a client was working on this week and um, I think I can probably at some point use the comments, not the actual document, but the comments and just looking at this and the sorts of things that end up in this red pen ping pong, it's just awful, just mm. awful. It's, it's such a game we don't want to play.
0: Well, we'll get into that next time. And uh, yeah, look forward to that. It could be be a fun discussion. Fabulous. Thanks again. again. Um, Really, really great insights. And um, see you next time on the next episode.
1: Look forward to it, Richard. Goodbye. If you've been enjoying this series, you may like some more ideas that will help you communicate with impact, especially if you're dealing with complex material. My free course, How to Communicate with Impact, does just that. In this course, I cover four areas how to get faster, more useful responses to your communication. Secondly, how your audiences really read your communication. Thirdly, how to communicate the right amount of detail. And finally, how to communicate powerful insights that cut through. So you can access this course by using this link, www.clarityfirstprogram.com forward slash impact dash podcast. I hope you find this useful and look forward to bringing more ideas to you through our upcoming podcasts. Thanks so much and bye for now.
0: I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Now let's talk about you. When you're in top leadership, when you're in the biggest role of your career, who supports you at a deep level as you lead others? Who helps you multiply your impact and get to the next level? If you're ready to learn more about our content, our coaching, and our community, then visit us at xquadrant.com.